I worked with a researcher in Western Australia, University of WA, and what she found was that in fact, overall, worldwide, girls are drinking less. But there's a subgroup, and it's about one girls in eight, who are wildly drinking more. So then we started looking at what is it about those girls? Welcome to Finding Peace in Parenting. I'm Tracy Ann. And I am Ronnie. And today we can't wait to share with you the second half of our interview with parenting educator Steve Bidup. Steve joined us to talk about raising girls. And if you haven't heard the first half of his interview, it's well worth a listen. Steve Bidap has been a psychologist for over 30 years and written a number of best-selling books, including Raising Girls, Raising Boys, The Secret of Happy Children, 10 Things Girls Need Most, and he has a brand new book out called Fully Human. He is a member of the Order of Australia for his work with young people's mental health. And one of his major focuses is the mental health of girls and young women globally. On today's episode, we'll discuss raising girls with a healthy self-esteem, tips for parents to trust their innate instincts, and how to raise girls to stand up to peer pressure. So let's get on to it. Here is Steve Bidup on Raising Girls. We can't uh, deny that we live in a world that obsessed with appearance. Our girls are inundated with social media, Photoshop filters, YouTube tutorials on how to fix your flaws. So how do we build a healthy self-esteem and teach our girls to embrace all of themselves to make them think that you are enough you do not need to fit in with this image expectation out there what what's your advice on yeah. this Steve? it's it's again it's just you know make sure they don't catch the, that disease from you mm, being the role model because you're you're their first idea of what what womanhood is behaves like and and so it's it's you tick all the boxes you you're happy to be slobby you're happy with your body and, and I, I i challenge you know i ask my audiences you know i say put your thousand people in an auditorium and and we have this on film now we, we only do filmed talks now because of the virus and i say to the room put your hand up if you're um if you're unhappy with some aspect of your body how many people put their hand up? The, the whole room. The whole room, exactly. <laughs> Maybe three yeah. or four people don't. Wow. Yeah, and so, you know, and, and then I'll give them a hard time about that and say, you know, how's your daughter going to ever escape this disease if, if you've got it as well? Yeah, absolutely. Self-acceptance. Yeah, so yeah. the way we talked about beauty and health, the way we also behave. And if we're obsessing, then uh, there'll be What do you expect? Well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So peer pressure comes in many forms, Steve, and, you know, alcohol and sex to name a few. And this comes not only with teen girls but teen boys as well. So how do we build confidence in our girls and boys to, to navigate this particular time of their life? Yes. Okay, now this is a really left-field answer because there's something we haven't mentioned so far and where, do, where does confidence come from? 
most girls are interested in the opposite sex. Nine out of 10 girls are interested in the opposite sex. And so who's the first opposite sex person that they have in their life? It's, it's their dad or their stepdad. And so it turns out dads are really important for girls' confidence. I'm talking about a, a standard family here. And so please, if you're in a, in a two dad family or a two mum family, you, you have to adjust this. But it's usually mum is like the bedrock emotionally for, for, for her kids. And she's the emotional bedrock that they stand on. And with a girl, dad is like a helicopter that kind of comes and lifts her up into the sky. Um, within the, he's the self-esteem department because if dad spends time with his daughter and interested in her intelligence and loves, you know, they take, they pull the wheels off the car together or they go fishing or they walk the dog together, then she has this experience that I'm interesting. You know, and we say to dads, you know, when you go to Bunnings on a Saturday morning to get a hot glue gun, you know, for your daughter's craft work or something, stop off for an ice cream on the way home, have a hot chocolate. So she gets this unescapable message. She's not just an item to be ticked off on his list. Mm, she's worth spending time with. Yeah. Me and dad hang out, you know, mm. me and dad really. And I've had audiences in tears when we talk about this. Because the women in the, in the especially in the, the, the smaller workshops, we have the whole day, we talk about dads. Half the room is in tears because they're either they either had a dad like that, mm, yeah, and and they're sad that he's not around anymore, or they they so wanted a dad that would hold them on their knee or go to sport with them, and and because it says. I'm the opposite sex to you and I respect you and I think you're amazing. And, yeah, and yeah. it's got nothing to do with looks. Yeah. It's your mind, it's your courage, it's your friendliness. None of the things that the world values, but your dad sees that what's special I love in you. you just the way you are. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. that. Oh, I'm, I'm almost crying just even talking about it. I know, I'm getting it. a little. <laughs> Steve, like listening to you saying that I'm feeling so emotional because as a um, little girl that's what i wanted mm. from my father was just to be seen to be heard that respect mm. yeah. and proud of me mm. right that yeah. i have that value i have that strength that can be seen by him Yeah. Oh, Ronnie, if, if I was your dad, I'd be very proud of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you you're, have a warmth that comes right through. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, Good. thank you for being so upfront about that. And lots of people will be, will be touched by that. Thank you. Yeah. Steve, peer pressure. Mm. A lot of girls, they feel pressured that in, in order to fit in, to have fun, is to get drunk so that they can be seen by the other guys, by the other girls. Yes. So how do we navigate this? Yes. When I was writing the second book, uh, the 10 Things Girls Need Most book, which you can tell I was worried because I had to do two books on this. I didn't, wasn't happy with just one. I, I worked with a researcher in Western Australia, University of WA, who is a, a young woman who researches girls' drinking behavior. Um, yeah. Because you're right, we we quite worried about binge drinking in girls. But she did a brilliant thing. It's called disaggregating, which is to get the statistics. 
and kind of um, dig deeper. And what she found was that, in fact, overall, worldwide, girls are drinking less. And oh. they're getting, yeah, surprising, isn't it? They are, they yeah. are turning, and young people generally are turning away from alcohol. And that's been a steady trend for the last 30 years. Um, mm. And I think that's because parents are getting the message across and, and girls are getting sensible about this. But there's a subgroup, and it's about one in girls in eight, who are wildly drinking more. And, and they are sort of enough that they're really skewing the average. If you take them out of the picture, girls are very, very good. So then we started looking at what is it about those girls? And again, it came back to, it was nothing to do with income or class. It was to do with having a poor relationship with their mums. Oh, and and the, same sex, the same sex relationship in the family, so if it's boy and dad or girl and mum, is very is really really important and girls who had a mum who was completely lost in her own problems or just too too busy with maybe too busy with her career and 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 try you know and sort of just not very like an absence. equipped for parenthood mm. those were the girls who who grew up too fast and who were looking for self-esteem from boys and and but because you have to realize what what alcohol does, and it does it very well, is it manages anxiety. And and if you talk to the kids and say, well, you know, they say boys, as I said, I specialize in boys. Boys say, look, there's no way I could talk to a girl until I've had a couple of beers. You know, mm. I'm just a mumbling heap. I mean, I'm amazed I'm even talking to the two of you. When, when I was a teenager, I'd, you know, <laughs> I just would have gone through the floor. So if we, with many of these problem behaviors, drug addiction, promiscuity, and, and drinking too much, binge drinking. It's anxiety management. And, okay. and so the solution is not, you know, of course, to make sure they, they're not drinking underage. You know, don't have yeah. alcohol at parties. Don't go to parties where have, people are going, you know, get the parents have to work together. Ring up the parent of the party and say, uh, you know, for me, the criteria is the kids aren't drinking. Is what's, what's, what are, what's your plans with this party? Mm. We, mm. Had, we had a brilliant 18th party um, in our family with, with no alcohol. And it was kids, the kids had a great time and no one was throwing up and no one was yeah. getting groped yeah. in the bushes. They still had a really good time. And it's hard to navigate with them being so sneaky. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and part of part of it is that natural tension, you know, that they they kind of they might be. But again, it's not to do with that you've got absolute control with teenagers. It's mm. just that you're like it's just setting the yeah. boundaries and the family values yes. around. Right. Yeah. Yes, the culture around alcohol. Yes, yeah. I, I can, right. Tracy, and you, I see you. You're really clear on this. It's like. It's like a lighthouse. They know what you think and they know what you live your life by. And so all teenagers will transgress, but Mm. they'll do it with like, geez, if mum finds out, you know, um, (laughs) and and that'll make them more careful. Um, You know, uh, they'll think, well, you know, you know, I'm on my own here. I, I, you know, and that'll mean they don't get into that car or they don't do that dumb thing because they've got you right in their face. You know, while they're That's thinking right. about it. Yeah, you've got to keep that pressure yeah. on, don't you? Not too much, so it turns the other way, but it's just keeping a hand. Yeah, and there's, yeah. yes, and, oh, there's, so you're getting me excited now because there's something else, which is <laughs> that it means not always being their friend. Yes, um, no, and, exactly. And, I've got my yeah. friends. Yes, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they want mum. 
That's right. right. Mm. So, Steve, one struggle parents have with their teenage daughters is their big emotions and moodiness. How in control of their emotions are they? And how do we know when to offer a hug versus when to use discipline? Okay. Now, now that isn't... That isn't an either or, Tracy Ann. <laughs> you can do both. And because discipline is, is just something we've taught in, in all the books because it was so misunderstood. But for most people, discipline means, well, it used to mean getting belted. And then it meant getting yelled at and made to feel bad. And, and you can do discipline without any feeling of rejection or, or shame even. And because it's about, it's, discipline is a conversation. And you say, look, you know, it's even the worst case scenario, you say, look, I am so steamed up about what you did there that I'm going to, I'm going to need mm. to chill out for a while. So, you know, we'll fix it, but we'll talk tonight. Uh, I'm going to do some other stuff. I'm going to make noisy sounds in the kitchen now. Stay out of my way. <laughs> That's the first thing. You, you wait till you're in a good place. And the second one is you, is you give them the benefit of the doubt. You say, look, you know, that, that was rough what happened when we were out today. Are you okay? You know, what's, is there something going on? And I say, no, mum, there's not. This, you know, this, someone was mean, you know, and, and so there's always something behind it. But sometimes, of course, you, that doesn't mean you can just do what you like. So, you, so then you say, look, you know, I was embarrassed and I was pretty stressed myself today. I wasn't doing things very well, but, but you know, this you know, you didn't help, you know. And so another time, if you're feeling, say, you know, that I'm not listening to you, how could you let me know that without, you know, I don't know, whatever you did, you know, throw your cup across the room or something, you know, is it, can you, can we think of a better way that maybe a signal that you'll give me that your family I saw recently, they, their daughter was, was um, on the autism spectrum and she was ter terrific, but sometimes she just would hit overload and she's a teenager and lovely and insightful kid, but she just, it would be you know, a squeeze of the elbow onto her mum in any situation and mum would know it was time to bail. Yeah, it's oh, like okay. a code word. Or yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and I promise that she, within... Two minutes of that squeeze, mum and her would, would bail. And that yeah. was a commitment. I love that. Yeah. I think one of the lucky things, Steve, that I grew up with a mother that basically taught me as young girls, I can grow up to be anything. Mm. And as girls, we generally achieve greater results at school than boys. You mentioned that before of the same age. But... Let's just be honest, there is a phenomenon that happens in workforce or in a business. When women apply for a job, we will generally only apply for what we know we can do or what we thought we can do, right? But men will apply for skill level up, anything. Yes. Um, That's why, why we're surrounded by incompetent men. That's right. <laughs> so why is this, Steve? And how can we raise our girls out there to have more confidence in the workplace that when they get out of the university, they can see that anything is possible. You can do anything mm. you believe you can do. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure that this is the fault of, of, of the women uh, at all, Rani. I, I think that it's the fault of the, the male-dominated political parties, especially mm. still mm. corporations. 
they're missing out. Um, and, and um, you know, like you said, when you said about being above your pay grade, I thought, I, I you know, <laughs> that's what I, I, our Prime Minister, I always think, you know, he would have been perfectly fine running a supermarket, you know, <laughs> that was, that's about his level, you know, and, and um, but I mustn't get politically, it's, it pretty much, applies, <laughs> pretty much applies across the board if I look at all political parties and, yeah, and, yeah. and it's, this is, this is the patriarchy and it's not your girl's fault and, and they can fight, you have to, we have to fight this mm. and, as as an old guy, I just feel like you know I you know Angela Merkel is my lifetime hero. Uh, the just she recently retired Premier of, of Germany, fantastic woman, ran a competent country, took in a million refugees without any real problems. You know, warm-hearted. Not she's not worried about looks. She doesn't care about looks. She looks cares about running a country, mm. so everyone has a hospital bed and a school to go to. Compassionate, and, yeah, mm. that's Compassionate right. Compassionate leader, yeah, yeah. Steve, now I'm I'm getting very excited speaking about this. You have a new book out called Fully Human. What I love about that book is really like the cutting edge uh, about therapy and neuroscience, right? Can you tell us more about the super sense we all have and how parents can use this within parenting? Can you share that to all of our audience, Steve? Absolutely. And I'll use an example which which will link from what we've been talking about as a, a 16-year-old girl who's got a, a really nice boyfriend and she's been going out with him for about six months or so. and, and he comes to their house for meals and and the, everything, and but he started last couple of weeks. He started pushing to have sex with with her, wanting to have sex, and maybe his friends have been sort of teasing him about it or something like that. And who knows? But th- luckily, this girl is close to her mum, and so she's she just tells her mum, she's oh mum, a bit of sexual pressure coming on, you know, mum, and 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 mum's sort of like you know how you bite your lip when you're a parent and she doesn't sort of go off the deep end she she said oh that's interesting how do you how do you feel about that you know it just kind of puts it back to her and and this girl her name's Genevieve and, and Genevieve says um I don't know mum I'm really mixed up you know I, I love him he's the best you know I I, I don't know how I feel and then her mum says something which comes to this idea that you're asking about Rani her mum says sometimes our body knows what's right for us when our when our mind's in a complete spin our emotions are all mixed up deep down in our body we get a signal our body speaks to us and it sends us signals and straight away genevieve goes look you're right you know i i, I can be sitting in a bus shop in a bus shelter in the rain having a kiss and a cuddle with him this happened the other week and then it gets a bit too grabby, and I feel, mm, I feel like I'm squashed. I feel like I want to run away. Um, yeah. I, and then I don't want to have sex with him, Mum. Not yet. Mm, and it's yeah. like bang, out it comes. But a minute before, she was saying she was confused, and so her mum has put put her in touch with a deep down part that we all have. Everyone listening to this podcast has it. Yeah. You can feel it right now if you go down in your body. You'll feel it like a little squirm or a little softening or a little openness or whatever it is, saying yes or no to everything that you hear. 
It's like a gut instinct, yeah. feeling under feeling, right? Yes, yeah. the feelings beneath your feelings, and we we have that expression. We have the expression "gut feelings," but it, it's it's literally true. If you go down yeah. the middle of your body, and the new book, "Fully Human," is saying that so we've become not quite fully human because we don't listen to our wild creature. There's a mm -hmm. there's a wild creature half of your brain, and the wild creature half of your brain talks to you not in words. But the way it would in a in a tiger in the jungle or a, a leopard mm, or a bear, mm. it, it comes deep down in your belly, and and it knows in an instant. It knows in an instant if this person is for real or, you know, if this is, situation is safe. Mm, I yeah. love that, Steve. Just that gut intuition. I'm big on that. I always yeah. say trust your gut. Yeah. But I guess it's not just something that you can say. And it's not something that you can also, I mean, teaching you can, you can give advice, but it also it's a practice skill, would you say? It's sort of really creating that awareness for mm. our kids and helping them develop that tool yes. to carry throughout it. womanhood and teenage years. That's that's right. And it turns out that in in even in little babies, the way a little baby's brain grows is that it's 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 it watches your facial expressions. And it can see with a little baby super sense, can tell where you are at. If you're peaceful and happy, or if you're kind of rushing and anxious, and and then the baby knows whether it can relax or not. And and they've studied this, and a baby reacts to a mum's or a carer's face within a hundredth of a second. It's an incredible thing. So the, the reason I wrote Fully Human was for the mental health of us adults. Mm. Because I was feeling like the whole world was melting down emotionally yeah. at the moment, and and so the this trauma. Was, yes, and yeah. and um, all the, the the weight of last hundred years, and then the, what we're going into now. I thought, no, time to get my therapy stuff into a, a really readable package. And 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 Tracy, and you know, you, you you're in there from the first page, aren't you? It's kind of yeah, like I whoa, loved it. And, and all the way through. It just yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yes, because my. My, my books, people's, I, I write my books so that a truck driver or someone who cleans motels for a living um, will feel welcome and at home. And that's been the secret was they're not, they're not complicated. People say, Steve, your books are simple. And I, I say, well, yeah, but that's because I'm not very smart. <laughs> I, you know, it's the best I can do. And, oh, um, no, but, but essentially, Steve, it, it's coming back home. It's coming back to you mm. right instead of resourcing yourself and seeking externally it's tapping into your intuition your yes. internal system yes. for your own self-healing yes yeah. yes and so as a, as a mum or a dad the first step is to come into your body and so you say mm. okay there's a situation here with with my child first step what's my what is my super sense doing you mm. go down in your belly and it's in a real twist and and, yeah. and 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 so you think whoa and so at least you drop your shoulders and you and you slow your breathing down and you th and you think whoa this reminds me of something that happened to me and 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 so your super sense starts talking with your brain and and you're thinking all right and um i still feel worried and so but maybe now i'm ready to talk to them about it mm, once you've unpacked your own Stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. And now that could be a while, but it could be just a couple of seconds. And and then when you say to your child, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about when you and I were not quite right at the moment. Um, they part of their super sense 
sees your face, that you are really, really there. Now, mm. now children, that's what they love the best. They, you know, you. That's how you know you're loved. Is when someone looks right in your eye and they are really, really there, fully present, right in that moment, fully mm, present. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a. I can find you just talking to to you. I, I, I look. If I look to the camera instead of looking to the screen, because I want to mm, yeah. you to see that I care, and mm, and so yeah. it's like that's sometimes a lot of this is totally subconscious. You know, you 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 and but but we can do it. Which say okay. I'm in my own body. I'm in my own heart. I'm in my own head, and and we call it the four-story mansion in the book. It's like you're on all. Yes, you, t- I love that. you turn the light on on all the floors, and and your child feels like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to be like mum. You know, she's so. Yeah. Oh, I want to be like that. They're so solid. I be you in know? the mansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. We learned so much oh. from from this podcast, Steve. I think in summary, to all of the listeners out there. Parents, mom, and also dad, we play very important role in shaping our girls mm. um, to be ready um, to survive and then, uh, uh, you know, see this world, right? From the way we talk at home, from our conversation, from our culture at home, spending time separately uh, from them, and the way we actually become their role model as well. Mm. We need to pay more attention. Absolutely, it's on, time to step it up, ladies. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> ladies and dads. And dads. <laughs> Steve Bidab, thank you so so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. Not only knowledge, Steve, you have shared with us your wisdom as well on how to raise our girls. You have amazing resources for parents at your website, Steve Bidab. Dot com and you have upcoming online talks that people can join anywhere in the world thank goodness so for that I yeah love that. and of course we highly recommend your fabulous books including raising girls in 21st century i think you have a powerful chapter there about me too Uh, in school, right? Mm. In 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 the this book, mm. yeah. yes. Mm. And ten things girls need most, and your new book. We talk about it fully human. Thank you so much, Thank Steve. Thank you, Steve. That was amazing. Thank you, and love to everybody listening. And see you again sometime. Bye. Thank, Thank you, you, Steve. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let others know by sharing and rating us whenever you listen to our podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to get in touch with a question for us to discuss in a future episode, please send us an email or send us a voice memo to hello at findingpeaceandparenting.com. Tracy Ann is a certified life coach and I am counsellor, certified life coach and speaker. If you would like to find out more information or book a session with us, you can contact Tracy Ann at startingwithyou.com.au and myself at ranimoran.com. You can find links in the show notes too. Bye, Bye. for now.